0: So today is a special episode. Today is a day you will see or hear me fanboy over the guest. Today's guest is someone I have looked up to for a few years. I first came across her work on Pinterest while looking around for something. I fell in love with her work immediately, somehow tracked her down and have been following her work ever since. Now, her style is a class apart. Her choice and understanding of colours is something I want to have. If it were possible to upload and save all her artistic ideas on a chip and somehow install it in my head, I would pay to get that done. Now, before I tell you about her, Welcome to the 17th episode of the Paper Pencil podcast, a journey which has helped me over the past few months to get in touch with some of my favorite artists and get to know their story. I really hope you're enjoying them as well and have subscribed to this show. And about me, of course, I'm Swar. Now, drum rolls. I have chased this lady down for a couple of months to finally get her in the show today. I am supremely excited, rather overexcited, to have the chance to speak to Chaya Prabhat today, one of my absolute favorite artists in the whole wide world. If you ask me, you like who would you like to be in this artistic journey, her name would definitely be on top of the list. A close second would be her sister, but more on that later. Chaya has worked on everything you can imagine, from Google Doodles, to numerous book covers, children's book illustration, to board games, wall murals. Her client ranges from uh, Snapchat, to Facebook, to Times of India, to some really well-known international publishers. She has received awards from Behance Adobe. Uh, She is from Chennai, India. And I finally realized that I have been talking for way too long now, while Chaya patiently waits. So Chaya, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and for all your kind words. I don't know how to take compliments, so just say thank you. Thank
0: you, thank you, and and thank you so much for being uh, here. I uh, know it's been, I think, what some one and a half months since we've been uh, speaking over email, uh, connecting over email, and I'm glad to finally have you on the show, and. Again, as I mentioned, let me also mention it again. I am a really a huge fan of your work. I absolutely love everything from your style to your color palette to everything. I absolutely adore your work. So thank you so much for making time for this podcast.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for putting up with me rescheduling this multiple times <laughs> no, but that's over okay. the past few weeks.
0: That's completely fine. I, I know you were uh, moving. I think I, I think you were moving cities yeah. as well. right? So of course, that is a big yeah. deal. Okay, so uh, let's begin this conversation. Okay, I have a lot of things to ask you. I want to know a lot of things about you. Uh, Now, before I even begin, there is one thing I have noticed about you, Chaya. You are on social media. Yes, you are on Instagram. I do follow you on Instagram. But you don't really share a lot about yourself on Instagram. I have noticed this about you. While there are so many other artists who love to put their work and also a lot about their personal life I know that you don't do that quite often. Your Instagram page or your social media, according to me, is all about your work. And that just rules. And people just come around and like visit and follow your thing only for your work. So is there a correct uh, thing that I have noticed that you don't really put a lot of uh, information about yourself out on social media? Is that a thing?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. I used to put a lot of myself on social media I used to share a lot of pictures and stuff Mm -hmm. then eventually I started sharing my work and I realized I like sharing my work better than the other things it's just as simple as that
2: right Exactly. Uh, so now I
1: just don't I just don't feel like sharing any anything else like my own pictures and stuff I just I'd rather just keep it private or that, just not share it sense.
0: at all. That absolutely makes sense. And you know, yeah. that's why it is also very difficult to kind of get to know. So for example, I knew you were in Chennai, but I also knew that you were also outside India for a while, right? So you're in different countries if I'm not wrong. So uh, when I approached you, I was not really sure, okay, where is she currently? Because that's how rarely you put your information, which I also, uh, of course, respect quite a lot. So you know what, Let, mm-hmm. let's start off on your journey, Chaya. Okay, let's Let's start off the conversation on that note. Can you please take us through where did this all begin uh, how was growing up uh, with your family in chennai with with of course sandhya being around uh, a question sandhya is your uh, younger sister or your elder sister
1: she's uh, my uh, she's older okay uh, by 5 years
0: Oh, five years. Okay. So for the listeners, uh, while Chaya, of course, is there, Sandhya is also another, I would say, uh, part of the same family, but again, an amazing and phenomenal artist. And of course, I would love to have her in the podcast sometime in the future, maybe. So yeah, Sandhya, if you are listening, I will reach out to you very very soon. So yeah, but uh, yeah, so Chaya, let's let's continue. Let's start off on your story. Where did this all begin? Uh, Take us through the whole thing
1: um yeah so i've been drawing my entire life <laughs> i've not particularly been good at anything else mm-hmm. so ever since a young age i've been drawing and as you mentioned sandhya has also been drawing so it's just something we've both uh, gravitated towards right um and then yeah and then growing up i was lucky enough to have um family that was very supportive um and they encouraged us in a lot of ways they used to buy us a lot of art material and stuff so we can sit and experiment with it right and um yeah all of that and then uh yeah eventually i i went on to i knew i wanted to do this for a living so um and then i went on to study and started working and then ended up freelancing now so that's okay that's okay. how that's the present yeah. okay
0: so I have a couple of things to uh, ask you here okay so the first is uh, was there anybody while you guys were growing up both the sisters in this case while you guys were growing up was there anybody in the family who was also into arts was your family more of an artistic sort of uh, family uh, where did this all come from
1: yeah my family is they're not particularly artistic they're not they're not illustrators like both of us but um, everybody is into something creative one way or the other. For example, my mother, she's, she likes stitching and she likes making, uh, she, she likes hand embroidering stuff and she likes making uh, clothes and stuff from scratch. Um, my father also actually used to draw a lot when he was young. So he actually used to introduce me and my sister to a lot of new material like charcoal, Oh. So he taught he used to t- just teach us how to start using those things um, and stuff like that. And he also writes. That's one more creative thing. And right. my grand my grandfather was also a writer. He used to write in Tamil a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. And my grandmother also, like my mother, used to stitch and um do all those things. She still does. So yeah, so one way or the other, everybody has been creative, but uh, I guess that could have been an influence.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Like you're pretty much surrounded from what you uh, explained. I think you guys were pretty much surrounded by pretty much everything. So it was, I think the only thing that you missed out was on dancing. Was there any, anybody who was into dancing in your family? Because everything is no, no, no.
1: Sadly, nobody can dance. <laughs> <laughs> everybody has two left feet. Nobody can dance at all so
0: (laughs) okay okay so okay so uh, and uh, again this is uh, when you were growing up in Chennai if I'm not wrong right so
1: yes this yeah this was in Chennai
0: okay and then uh, so you also said that you knew that this is something you wanted to do for a living now uh, a question that comes here is uh, at what sort of age were you so sure that okay you know what this is something that I want to do now and before you answer I will also tell you where is this question coming from okay but if I look at my own journey again uh, when I was a kid I knew that okay I want to be an artist but then again for various reasons uh, things didn't work out that way I did my engineering and then of course got into a job and all of that and then freelancing happened a lot later in my life right so that's that's something which came back to me I would say Uh, what about you so at what age were you like absolutely sure that this is what I want to do and uh, how did that journey come up like that bit of it like knowing and then taking it up as a career
1: yeah I think both me and my sister were very lucky in that from a very young age we've we've First of all, we've gravitated towards this for some reason and we've just been drawing. Um, second of all, we've had people who've noticed that we've done this and sort of pushed us in that direction. So we had that advantage from a very young age. Oh. So that way, I think everybody else around us, they're like, oh, these, they can draw. So let's push them in that direction a little more. That's cool so that way it was really helpful and i guess because i've i've not particularly been interested in anything else i've sort of known that this is this is all i want to do in life i'm and
0: glad you had that focus
1: yeah and it's it's not even just as a career like even for fun i just draw <laughs> like even now to take a break during the weekends I just draw for fun instead of doing my projects yeah (laughs) so it's anyway the thing I would choose to do if I had free time or anything else so that way it there wasn't really a question there it was always I knew I was meant to do this
0: beautiful and uh, was that the same for uh, your sister as well Uh, or, or did she have a different trajectory there and maybe quickly if you can let us know
1: I think it was the same for her. Uh, I can't speak for her because I don't know. Uh, you, you'll have to ask her directly what her experience is. But yeah, I think it would, she would have a similar answer.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And and probably uh, having the elder sister also kind of going towards a similar thing would probably make it a little uh, easy for you. Uh, That's something which I would imagine probably make the path a little easier for you to kind of know because you already have somebody who is taking that journey, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I used to watch her draw a lot. Um, Even when I started digital art, I started pretty late and she was experimenting with digital art way before me. So Mm -hmm. I used to just stand behind her and watch her mess around on Photoshop. And I learned a bunch of things that way. And she also introduced me to a lot of things. Like I didn't know what a Wacom tablet was until one day she brought it and she said, here, use it. So so yeah, definitely I've I've learned a lot from watching her.
0: Okay. I have a very uh, bad question to ask. Okay. Who is a better (laughs) artist? Sandhya or you?
1: that's impossible to say because i i really can't we don't compare our work at all that's so good yeah she does her thing my i do my thing um people say our work looks alike but to yes, both of it us does. it looks it looks wildly different like i can't ev- ever uh you know mix the two up so um yeah i i can't
0: pick between the two oh, okay okay I, I that's why I told you it's a bad question to begin with anyway but but okay so you you were correct when you said that a lot of people would think that your styles are very similar because I also do okay I also have a very similar uh, thing that I feel I do see a lot of similarities as a third person but you also mentioned that you feel there's a huge difference between the styles, right? Now, I'm, I'm, uh, I am I'm will, of course, come into the whole idea of style later. But if you can quickly tell us, according to you, what would you say are the three biggest differences between your style and her style?
1: Mm, I, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what is different. Um, but I think the way we use shapes is a little different. I tend to have, I like everything to look, Clean and sort of, uh, you know, no rough edges. That kind of
2: uh, approach. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, whereas for her, it's a little more organic. I think. I. I think it's a little more free the way she draws. So, um, I know I'm being very abstract, but that's no. That's but this the is making I,
0: sense. This is absolutely making
1: sense. Trust me. Yeah, and I think she's also more uh, character oriented in her approach to um, illustration. Like she's very. She loves drawing people. She loves drawing mm, human mm, beings and mm. uh, things like that. Whereas I would rather uh, I like drawing environments. Environment, like drawing, yes, yeah. yes. So I think yeah. those are currently the differences. But things keep changing with time, so we never know.
0: That's true. But also the beautiful thing is, uh, I know for a fact that you two collaborate quite often, like you guys, both of you do so many collaborations. And uh, they, like, it, it's it's absolutely beautiful how your work complements each other. Now, I do agree when you say that you like doing environments, because I have seen you do a lot of these, uh, if I'm not wrong, Chennai, uh, just random cityscapes. I've seen you do this a lot, right? Just a yeah. f- building facade with multiple buildings, some and the number of elements that you put in your work is crazy. Like you just go in with those details because I, I, before recording, I know we were talking about that cat one that both of you had collaborated on, right? There's uh, this, this yeah. whole uh, the neighborhood and a cat over there and a bird flying around, right? So many elements, my God, like small elements. So uh, how long does it take you to make, uh, uh, let's say an, an, such like uh, an illustration like that?
1: I think the time it takes really depends on um, the mood I'm in because you right. know I, I'm not I don't really have a deadline for these kind of projects so <laughs> it really depends on how um, I choose to go about it so if I'm if I'm really like really into it and I want to finish it in one shot I do sometimes it just takes like an hour and a half maybe but some days I'm just lazy and it, like you said the details are I really like drawing a lot of details Mm -hmm. but it can get exhausting at one point Uh, sometimes you just need a break so sometimes I work on something over days and weeks and stuff so it really varies
0: makes sense makes sense okay so I will of course go into your style a little later but I want to come back and so you said that you uh, got your education also so I, I believe that you also had a formal education in art am I correct on that?
2: yes yeah. right.
0: so if you can tell us a little more about that like so what was it that you studied and where was it that you studied how did you get in what are the things that you learned so i know a lot of questions but yeah around let's let's probably understand this education uh, piece a little more
1: so i actually for my undergrad i didn't study art i studied uh english lit um mm-hmm. i don't know why but that's what <laughs> i did um <laughs> uh, and then uh, once uh, then i did my masters in graphic design um, at scad uh, they have uh, they had a campus in hong kong which closed down this year so that's where i studied um, so there actually uh, their approach was very um, non technical and more conceptual so okay. they didn't uh, really they didn't get too much into uh, technical technicalities on how to use software or what brushes to use or Mm -hmm. or even whether you should approach a project in from an illustration standpoint or from a typographic standpoint Mm -hmm. they let you do all of that on your own so what they just gave us were professional briefs like the kind of briefs that you would get from a client correct and we had to choose how to approach every project so It was there uh, that I found out that I um, prefer to go down the route of illustration for every project. Mm -hmm. And that's something I want to focus on.
2: But
0: typography is also something that I have seen you do quite a lot. Because I remember that uh, A to Z, uh, I remember some uh, mythological uh, beasts. There was a project that you had done quite some time ago. Uh, I clearly remember that. So you do a lot of typography as well, right?
1: Yeah, that yeah, I guess that that is I again I took a very illustrative approach to that as well, right? So um huh. yeah, and yeah, I, I do a happen. lot of and I do a lot of hand lettering and stuff. Again, there are people who would classify hand lettering as illustration and not uh, typography. It depends on how stringent you are with your definitions <laughs> of Correct. typography and illustration, but yeah, um so Yeah, again, um, I I studied graphic design, which has a lot of um, Mm. involves a lot of typography, but Mm. I hated typefaces. I did not know how to pair typefaces and I was getting it wrong every time. And I was lucky enough to have a really nice professor Mm
2: -hmm. who
1: uh, he just he told me, you know, you're you're able to illustrate. But you just have to use the same brain for typography? Just switch off the part of your brain that's reading this (laughs) as type and just look at it as an illustration. And he banned me from using typefaces for one project. And he said, you have to hand draw um, all the type for this project. So once I did that, I realized I actually really like hand lettering. It Mm -hmm. was the Mm -hmm. typefaces and pairing them together. That was what was uh, throwing me off. Right, so that's when I found out that I really like typography. So okay,
0: uh, b- but this uh, institute in Hong Kong now, I remember you said that it's uh, it kind of shut down. But uh, mm-hmm. so first off, uh, let's say if there are younger listeners uh, listening to this right now, uh, mm-hmm. for them, w- one is what was this degree or what was this course that you had gone for again?
1: Uh, it was an MA in graphic design.
0: Okay MA in graphic design and uh, if you can also just quickly let us know about uh, the process of getting in as in uh, mm-hmm. what all did you have to do because I'm guessing it would be kind of similar for other colleges as well right for this particular oh, yeah. team. So uh, what was that process like and how did you prepare for it?
1: Yeah so I had to um, prepare a portfolio uh, showing all the work that I'd done till that day um, and I think it varies from institution to institution but or at SCAD, they they don't um, they just try to see whether you are you have um, the ability to move forward in this field. They don't really expect a very highly you know graphic design oriented portfolio. So on on my portfolio, for example, I had collages that I'd done. I had um, uh, portraits that I'd done. Mm-hmm. all these uh, there was no you know unified style across all of it uh, I just put together all the work that I had and um, just presented it in a professional way like with descriptions and stuff Right. and then I also uh, I didn't really have a lot of work experience then and I was applying for a master's degree which required you know required you to have a bit of knowledge mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. the uh, background you yeah, the background so what I did was I just sort of gave myself some briefs and um, I just designed for example I designed a, a album cover right um, and then I designed um, posters stuff stuff like that so just to build my own portfolio I just created right. some briefs for myself and did that
0: right like in the word of the year that that kind of comes to
2: <laughs> my
1: mind
0: but, but um okay so but okay so since we're talking about this portfolio just one last question around it so how large or uh, how long was your portfolio like how many uh, pages or uh, so I don't know the perfect unit for this but how large was it so because let's say if somebody wants to build such a portfolio uh, how many illustrations or how many pages should they look at uh, on average let's say um,
1: I think for me uh, particularly for this um, institution they had a limitation on the number of projects they wanted you to show uh, I if I If I'm right, it was around 15 to 16.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So that's how many I showed. I just picked the best ones out of whatever I had and showed those projects.
2: Okay, makes
0: sense. Okay, so now you get into this uh, college and uh, this institute. I know you said that there were some great mentors over there. And I know you also said that uh, they were looking at it more from a concept perspective than uh, let's just teach them Photoshop and let's just teach them Illustrator, right? So uh, the next question that comes up is, uh, what all did you learn? Okay, now, again, the question comes from a place that I have never been to any of those institutes. And I would have loved if I got a chance to kind of go there and do this, right? So Mm -hmm. if you can tell me if you consider or look at yourself as an outsider, what is something that you learned over there which you feel learning outside on your own would have been quite difficult, and that kind of changed your game? Is there anything that you learned or picked up over there that changed your game completely as an uh, artist?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that um, they really taught us to do was to work under pressure, um, which <laughs> you know is is such a. It's. I'm so grateful to that because. Right. Uh, I remember one of the first projects they gave me uh, at SCAD was to do this packaging design and a professor told us to come up with 90 thumbnails for the design and each of them had to be separate uh, ideas. I could not have overlapping ideas um, and they could be rough sketches or whatever but he said 90 different ideas for this and we had to submitted in about a couple of days
2: Whoa. Uh,
1: yeah so when you train your mind to think that way uh, when you actually in a professional setting when people come to you and say give us two to three or different correct. options that's a piece of cake correct. it's not correct. when you've done 93 is nothing
0: correct okay so tell me this when yeah. when, when this uh, uh, situation happened and let's say this professor comes and says 90 in the next three days for that matter and right and this is probably yeah. a first time thing for you What was your first reaction? Because I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes, and I'm thinking I would probably first spend the first hour crying, and then think of anything else. What was your uh, scene
1: then? I I think I did cry. (laughs) I did. uh, I was. (laughs) I was very. I was was like, "What have I gotten myself into?" Uh, (laughs) But the good thing is, with every passing project, it got a lot easier. By the end of it, I could easily do 90 so that was the <laughs> light at the end of the tunnel
0: okay so so they really really they, they really gave you like the difficult end of the stick so now things like everything looks pretty easy in relation to that possibly so i think that that was a good thing so yeah. uh, pressure working under yeah. pressure is one of the things anything else uh, from a concept perspective that uh really changed your game that that you really when you look back now you're like yes thank god i learned that over there
1: I have a unified um, Style before um, I went to SCAD. I was doing like realistic art, Mm -hmm. I was doing, um, you know, these comics, I was doing basically it was all over the place. And I I think because we had to work under such pressure and we were constantly being given these briefs and projects to work on, I and because I had never uh, done that before continuously. I landed up on a style. I landed up um, on, you know, uh, a style of illustration just out of uh, practice, I think, just trial and error and doing it over and over again. I eventually landed up on a style. So,
0: that, that is, is very interesting that is very interesting yeah. because uh I've, I've actually heard this from a lot of people so uh when you talk about style okay what is style uh, a lot of people say that style is something that comes to you very naturally and hence easily you don't have to really work uh, extra for that right and i i kind of get what you're saying that when you are in such a pressure cooker situation and you want things to be done as smoothly as possible probably your natural style just comes out of it that that's a very good yeah. approach.
1: yeah 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 that's that's very true and also it is something that comes to you naturally but to be able to find out that it comes to you naturally takes a lot of trial and error yeah I've tried drawing hyper realistically I've tried all those things and none of it made me happy and finally I landed up in this and I was like this is how I want to draw
0: okay tell me more about this okay because this is important and this is interesting also because again as a person i i don't i i'm like you just said that okay uh when you're drawing in one particular fashion it was not giving you that happiness and now that you found something which is giving you happiness right i am still in that journey i have still not found that happiness that you just mentioned okay can you <laughs> help me understand as an artist then the, like and you clearly have found your style anybody can say that right I always say this that uh, there are a few artists that I genuinely follow you being one of them and let's say if I see your artwork in the wild I can immediately say that I that's a thing right that is how strong your style is right now my question is uh how did you know that this was your style like how did you know that this was not just another thing so you just say that you found happiness in it what do you mean by that if you can probably spend a little more time on this
1: i uh, first of all thank you for telling me you recognize your style recognize my style uh, in the wild uh, because um, yeah i do draw a certain way right now but uh, uh, still feel like i sometimes i get sick of it and i try oh. to you know grow i do experiment but to me, I can see that it a lot from what it was in 2016. Um, you know, I had a very, um, very limited, constrained approach before, mm-hmm. and over the years, I felt like expanding it a little more, changing one thing here and changing one thing there. So I feel like it's still evolving, even though it may, it may be within the same you know, universe of style, but I still feel like it changes and evolves.
0: Okay, cool. So uh, the the style conversation again, I'm constantly parking it for later, because I want to really give it a separate uh, uh, think altogether. Uh, But before that, uh, before we go into that, uh, just just one, let's probably revisit your journey one last time. And there's just one thing more. So I know for a fact that you also Mm -hmm. after your uh, master's was done, you also landed a job in Hong Kong. Am I correct?
1: Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: so probably if you can tell us a little more about that that career part because uh, i know you told me earlier that two years is something where you were working uh, professionally before you uh, took the freelancing journey so uh, what, what all were you doing uh, if you can just take us through that so what are the things that you were making uh, in your job
1: so um, after i finished my degree i did an internship at ogilvy briefly um uh, yeah so wow I, I think it was for about three months. Um, and th- the learning outcome I had from that is that advertising is not something I want to work in. Um, it's not really for me. Um, but I did notice that they were hiring a lot of illustrators for their... Uh, campaigns. Um, campaigns. right? And I really wanted to be on that side of it. I wanted to be hired right. for these campaigns. Right. So that's what I, I knew i wanted um and then after that i joined pwc uh mm-hmm. price waterhouse who right. was They uh so they uh, uh bought um, a boutique um, sort of agency in hong kong
2: mm-hmm. that
1: was focusing on graphic design and uh, basically they were uh, along with their usual consulting they were also selling uh, design services to their clients
2: and that is interesting um, that is interesting. Yeah, huh?
1: so I did. I worked as a graphic designer as a part of their team there for all these clients. But another thing I did was I was a graphic recorder, which means that I they used to send me to all these events, um, mm-hmm. uh, events, these business events that were happening, mm-hmm. and I would uh, record what was being said visually on an iPad. which would be projected on the uh, screen so that the people can understand what's happening.
0: And this this would all be live, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's all live. So as and when people are talking, I had to draw um, what was being said.
0: Wow, that is so... I had no idea something like this existed.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's a big thing. It's a big thing in the corporate world. Um, okay they they really uh, it it's it's happened particularly in um, asia i think so mm-hmm. uh yeah it, there were actually quite a few people who did this so if one of us couldn't show up somebody else would uh interesting
0: take, i i really have no looked for this okay so but I, yeah. i'm guessing this would be more of a graphical like you said a graphical or a visual representation of the ideas that they were saying uh but it yeah. must have also been a difficult thing right because uh, I'm, I'm just thinking let's say what if you go for let's say such a, a task and they are talking about something extremely technical which let's say you don't have a lot of idea about the domain then wouldn't it be difficult for you to really do that
1: yeah it is difficult uh, especially because the things they talk about are very uh, like you said very technical right. very
0: jargons uh, and everything corporate. right
1: yeah, lots of jargon. Um, so I just had to uh, just listen deeply and get a vague sense of what is being said. <laughs> and <all. laughs> uh, Sometimes I did a bit of research, especially on like blockchain and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all that I really had to just sit and learn because I can't, embarrass wow. myself yeah. <laughs> if yeah. i start drawing so My
2: yeah God,
0: such a high pressure thing right so so you're in pwc then what happens big four like that's that's a big deal of course and then what happens yeah.
1: and then uh, you know like i saw at OBB, i really wanted to be on the other side i wanted to be hired um as a freelancer to do these things so now that i knew that people were being hired to do these things i um you know, I knew I wanted to do this on my own. Um, then I, I started uh, uh, working on some projects on my own, like the 36 days of type that you mentioned
2: right, um, right.
1: With, uh, with animals. I think I did animals that year. Uh, so I just along, whenever I had free work, I just sat and did that entire series. And that was when I really started posting on social media. Hmm. because of which I started getting a lot of projects hmm. Hmm. Uh, just because of uh, people who are noticing that on social media and unfortunately my visa did not allow me to work independently in Hong Kong
2: oh uh, correct. I
1: had to be correct. employed,
2: employed. Right.
1: at one point I when I was getting enough projects I did I want to um, do this full-time so I can you know go back to Chennai and Hmm. Do this permanently.
0: Yeah, so that's when the freelancing journey began, uh, pretty much from there.
1: Yes,
2: yeah.
0: That, yeah. that that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And, and when you say social media, you were posting, and then you were getting work as well. Uh, was this on Behance? Because I know you are big on Behance as well. So uh, was it on Behance? Was it on Instagram? Uh, where was uh, most of let's say the projects coming in from?
1: Uh, initially, it was Behance. Um, I think this was in two thousand seventeen. Uh like you mentioned, I have been on Behance since the start of my um, you know, when I started building my portfolio.
2: And before
1: college. Uh, had a bit of traction there. Mm-hmm. So initially most of my projects were coming from Behance, but now I think it's more Instagram than anything else.
0: Oh, that that's interesting. Uh, that's interesting because the projects that you generally mm-hmm. do, I would imagine they come from a place like Behance and uh, not Instagram, but, but that's very interesting. Cool. Okay. So with this, I think now we can jump into the beast that is your style. Okay. And uh, before, uh, uh, okay. So let's start off with this question. Uh, how would you define your style? Uh, according to Chaya Prabhat, uh, how does a style look? What are the characteristics of your
2: style?
1: I think for me it is very difficult to describe my own style uh, but uh, currently I i like the I like to use a lot of uh, colors um, mm-hmm. I, I like to use a limited color palette I like to use uh, clean shapes sometimes Jape. Jape. Um, so to me this <laughs> these seem to be the characteristics I don't know. Um, what other people would describe my style as I would
0: also add textures to the list because I, I, yeah. I also do see a lot of, um, especially in the background, you don't put a, uh, I don't know, I may be wrong, but what I've noticed is you don't put a lot of texture on the uh, the subject, but you actually do a lot of texture work in the background. You keep it kind of plain mm-hmm. on a solid color and then just some texture to go with it. And I, I believe that's like one of the uh, Chaya Prabhat style for me. Now uh, th- about the color. Okay. So you said you like to use a definite color palette is it a thing that you have one, because this is something which I've always wondered. And now that today I have you in front of me, I will ask you this, of course, which is, do you have like a palette that you reuse from project to project? Or do you just naturally, instinctively select, especially those colors every single time? How does that work?
1: I think it's a combination of both. Um, It is very intuitive. It is, uh, uh, I just play around a lot with colors. Um, I know before I mentioned that I did 90 thumbnails in college. Uh, It's actually quite similar now when I pick a color scheme for anything. I do lots and lots of thumbnails until I'm happy with the color scheme as a whole. So if I'm working on a poster or something like that, I'll do like, easily 20 to 30 rough
2: Whoa. color schemes
1: until i'm really happy the initial ones will be terrible um i i would i'll really not be happy with them which is why you know it's just um hmm, hmm, hmm. trial and error until Digoration something on. nice but yeah i think it is also intuition like i do tend to gravitate towards certain colors rather than others i don't know why uh but that's how it is right now So, Um,
0: 20 thumbnails uh, for one poster. I really hope and pray your clients pay you well. I really hope your clients pay you
1: well. (laughs) No, no, they don't get to see the 20 thumbnails. That's okay, but for
0: the effort that you're putting in, I hope they pay you really well. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I hope they pay me too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What did that mean? (laughs) Okay, so uh, this color thing, and I know you just said that you... uh, do not probably know the uh where do these color uh, inspirations come from but i do see a lot of harmony in the colors you see I'll, i'll be very honest okay i don't find your color choices to be very subtle you use very bold colors you just go for the sixer you don't go for like if in cricketing terms you don't go for dot balls or something you just go hit for the boundaries every single time now even with your bold color choices, Chaya, I do notice that there's a lot of harmony in those colors. And I, I, I'll i tell you what, I do illustrations quite a bit as well, but I just don't get that courage to use those bold colors. I'll, I'll be very honest. The word is courage over here. I don't get the courage to use those bold colors. So the question here is: were you always into these really bold and really saturated colors or... Uh, did this kind of come up? Like you suddenly wake up one day and your whole color palette changes.
1: I think it was, uh, I, I did use, you know, I, I before I never really had this, um, um, color sensibility. I just used to pick random colors and put them together. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I never used to be happy with how it looked in the end. I used to think something is off about this. It looks all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, And after that, it was, you know, reworking that over and over again until I was happy with it. That at the end of that, I realized, okay, maybe if I use these type of colors, Mm -hmm. my work will look better. So I don't know if I'm making any sense. I think it's just trial and error, like I mentioned before. Mm. Um, Like you said, uh, you know, I also used to be very unhappy with the colors I used. Uh, It just swapping one thing out and replacing it with the other swapping another thing out and replacing it with the other and also it's about like it's uh, about observing um, how other artists use colors or not even other artists if you even look at um, Disney movies for example the way they use colors is is not they don't just use all the colors on on the mm-hmm. palette.
2: Mm-hmm. They
1: limited, Correct. like every movie has a certain limited color, color palette. Correct. Uh, I think the first time I noticed this was uh, this Disney movie called Pocahontas. Right.
2: Um,
1: I remember when I was a, I was a kid and w- I was watching this movie, I was like, all the trees are blue. Why are all the trees blue? Oh, wow. You to noticed that green. as a kid? I mean, I, I feel like a lot of kids would notice that the, uh, it's not nothing special but
0: um wow uh, no for me but, I, I wouldn't do that okay okay yeah please please continue okay so then
1: yeah so so i guess it was just thinking back to those things and seeing how they use colors and trying to channel that in my own work makes sense makes
0: sense if okay. that makes sense yeah. yeah it it actually does it actually does but wow that that's that's very interesting and uh, what about the uh, the whole clean lines or the not lines actually i should say clean shapes that you use right i've seen that let's say whenever you draw something it is not you don't go for realism anymore that's something which i have noticed you uh, like you said when you were a kid you were going for realistic and your kind of things are all over the place now you don't go for realism at all it is very simplified shapes but also very clean shapes now uh, how did that come up so uh, i'll tell you what i'm really trying to understand how did you reach this style that you have? So that, that's really what I'm trying to understand. So how did this clean shapes thing come up?
1: Uh, I think uh, I was thinking about this recently. Uh, I think when I first started illustrating, I didn't use Photoshop. I, I was purely vector-based. Ah. Um, so because it was vector-based, I like to use a lot of shapes. So right. that's how you draw an illustrator, right? You get shapes and you layer them on top of each other and then eventually I just got sick of the pen tool I just did not want to sit and manipulate vector points every time I wanted to draw something so I just did illustrator and moved completely to photoshop and I think after moving on to photoshop I was still trying to use that same logic of using shapes and layering it on top of each other on photoshop and that eventually ended up being whatever this is now
0: you know this is very interesting the fact that you mentioned the vector thing because uh before the recording i of course make notes okay i have this whole list mm-hmm. of things that i will ask the guest. right and the third point i don't know if you can see it on my list is vector slash raster which is <laughs> i really wanted to ask you this that i know for a fact that you your work is raster because you're doing texture and gradients and everything yeah. but yeah. why does it look so like a vector to me from time to time a lot of the things the shapes are very clear this makes yeah. absolute sense that your journey from Illustrator to like a vector-based software to let's say a very raster-based software would do. And and uh, what are the tools that you use now, like for your regular commissions and orders?
1: Uh just Photoshop and Procreate sometimes.
0: Right, and uh, so and, and in Procreate also, are you like uh, because again uh, Photoshop I don't use as much, but Procreate is of course what I regularly use. So mm-hmm. in Procreate also, let's say when you are imagine let's say you are drawing a bird. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I know for a fact, you will use a very specific shape for the bird's body and so on and so forth. Right. Now, Mm -hmm. do you also, like, how do you draw and procreate? Like, do you, let's say, use the selection tool to uh, sketch and paint and color fill? Or do you use like a a proper solid brush to kind of get that uh, effect?
1: Uh, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. selection tool, sometimes the brush tool. Sometimes I just like to draw and erase out the.
0: Ah, um, okay, it makes sense. Uh, so you erase from the outside.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: To get it really
1: depends edge. on which which part of the thing is, and it it depends on your uh, muscle memory and how you like to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, draw. You know how what your hand gravitates towards when you draw.
2: Right.
0: That, that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I, I, I just wish maybe one day I can use such bold and those, sometimes you use these neon looking colors, which I'm like, how did this girl come up with this color for this very thing? Like, uh, yeah, the, the the Snapchat work that you did, because I know you've done a lot of things for Snapchat, right, Stickers and everything, and it mm-hmm. makes absolute sense that Snapchat design team would select an artist like you because of your that that those bright color choices and and that whole color palette that you have. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that that makes sense. Okay, so now that we spoke about Snapchat and everything, let's talk a little bit about your projects, right? So you've done a bunch of them. So can you just probably? Uh, like just just go out bragging, this is your time to brag, okay, just go out and like just <laughs> throw me brand names, like okay, I work with this and that like tell me about the biggest and the best works that you have done your favorite project so far
1: uh do you wanna know big clients or big projects i
0: oh, that's a good that's both. a good googly youtube back to <laughs> me okay uh, let's let's go for both let's go for both a mix of both why
2: not
1: uh I think you you mentioned in the beginning,, um, as you said, Snapchat, oh, um, hmm. Google, I did the Google doodle for Google. Um, I think fully, then I did a right? few yeah, holy Google doodle. Um, then I did a few stickers for Facebook, um, last year, and this year I did a few stickers for Facebook. Um, and then I did a project for the Obama Foundation a couple of years ago.. Oh. Um, which was, uh, uh, I did a logo and a, a map for them. Um, wow. And then what else? Uh, rest of it is book uh, projects. Like mm-hmm. um, uh, I've worked with a lot of publishers. I've worked with um, HarperCollins, Hatchet,
0: wow. uh,
1: Penguin. Yeah.
0: Like everybody, like they, you just took the top, the top entire layer and you just like had everybody as your clients. That, that's really cool. And and okay, tell me this. Uh, I, I know before recording, you just said that uh, maybe a month ago, you got an agent, right? So let, let's talk about this. Uh, mm-hmm. You getting these projects, right? So for example, the Obama Foundation, which is humongous, right? Uh, how did you get that project? So how did they know that, okay, uh, there's somebody called Chaya Prabhatu exists and uh, she does work and let's reach out to her. So how does how does that work, the networking part of it?
1: Um, like I mentioned before, uh, lucky enough to be noticed on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of art directors these days scout for artists on Instagram. Um, so if somebody they like shows up on their explore feed they'll just reach uh, out to them with a the project so uh that's actually how a lot of uh, a lot of these clients find me also through behance
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and like you mentioned in the beginning surprisingly through pinterest which i didn't, yes, you know, I you are didn't huge on
0: pinterest you are huge on pinterest <laughs> i like, had no idea every time that I, I opened
1: my stuff was being <laughs> pinned on pinterest but i guess it's happening uh so yeah, that's pretty much how uh, people reach out. Um, and yeah, I got recently I signed with an agent. I haven't made the official announcement yet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is the official I, announcement. No, no, I they have to <laughs> announce it through their <laughs> channels. But I'm guessing by the time this comes out, uh, I would have uh, shared it anyway. Yeah, it's, the, it's called the CAT Agency. Um, oh, yes, and-
0: I know CAT Agency. I follow them, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're pretty oh, big, on it yes. They represent a lot of artists, uh, and they basically, uh, my agent Christy she represents me for uh, US based children's projects. Mm-hmm. So, uh, n- the rest of the world she doesn't represent me for uh, the rest of right. the world, it's just the US based
0: right? Yeah, okay, okay. So, uh, before we move on, congratulations, like, cat is huge like every big artist i know is somehow or the other was represented by cat at some point of the time okay so tell me this how did you how did you get this whole agent so how does how does this process look like because i know a lot of people say that the agents reach out to them right so was Mm -hmm. that the same case in your thing as well
1: yeah some uh yeah some agents do reach out i've had a couple of other uh, uh agencies reach out as well in the past they you know, that's their job. They mm-hmm. go on the internet and look for artists and right. ask if they want to be represented. Uh, but in this case, uh, that actually wasn't the case. I, uh, when I started freelancing, I, I found a few um, email addresses of agents and uh, art directors and stuff. Nice. And I just emailed all of them. I sent them all my work and said, please critique it. Please tell me what I need to work on. Um, and uh, Christy happened to be one of those people. So oh. I sent my portfolio to her and I said, please tell me what I need to work on in my portfolio. And uh, like she's, she's a very nice person. So she actually uh, gave me detailed critiques. She said, this is what you need to do. This is what you shouldn't do. Uh, You need to show more of this. You need to show less of this. And this was when she wasn't even representing me. So she really had no, uh, (laughs) she had no reason to do that. But just out of pure goodwill, she did that. Uh, And because of that, and that advice was very helpful. We've just been talking back and forth for the past few years. Um, Then last year, she found a project for me. She sent my work to a publisher. and Is uh, this the
0: Egyptian one by any chance?
1: No, no. This is with uh, Charles Bridge Publishing. It's a book uh, coming out this month, actually. Uh, It's called Bracelets for Beena's Brothers. It's uh, um, a book about math and that combines it with Raksha Bandhan. Uh, So uh, she actually represented me for this project. And Mm. because it went really well, uh, she asked if I want to be represented full-time. So that's yeah it. and
0: why would you say a no why would anybody say no <laughs> yeah. wow okay that that that's really cool that's really cool okay so uh, again congratulations you have an agent i'm sure um uh, i will get to see more and like and larger chaya prabhat projects in the future i'm very sure of that now with cat behind you which is huge yeah. which is huge okay so uh moving on so a couple of things uh uh, let, let's talk about your favorite projects. So I know, uh, I just mentioned about that Egyptian board book thing that you had done. And I found, uh, mm-hmm. I remember you had posted these videos where there are these tiny flaps on the pages, which you can open and windows. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. So uh, let's talk a, a few, about maybe uh, a few of your favorite projects so far, like one of them may not be big names again, but the yeah. projects itself are like, definitely on the top three list in your case.
1: Yeah, like you mentioned uh, that Egyptians one was definitely one of my favorite projects, mm-hmm. uh, just because of how satisfying it is, it was to see it in print once everything yes. came together, yes. because I think when you work on it um, uh, as an illustrator or uh, I was actually working with another uh, book designer called Emma and she's the one who did all the design work. She's, she's the one who put together the whole book and made it print ready and everything, which is actually, yeah, it is very complicated. It's a very difficult job. So when I work on it, I was just working on um, what they told me to work on. You know, they Mm -hmm. said this, draw this here and draw this here. So I wasn't really able to tell what it would look like in the end because you can't, you know, imagine what it's like to open right. a flap and see what's inside. So that was really satisfying to work on um, and see wow. see what The final was product like at the things. end. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah,
0: imagine. Is that, is that book available in India by any chance?
1: I think it is available on Amazon. I think you can order it on Amazon.
0: Mm. Um, I I've seen it on your video and I was like wow this looks great this looks really really good I actually uh, I I'm actually waiting to get hold of one of your illustrations maybe on a book cover or something I actually have one of Sandhya's I I was in a bookstore in Bangalore uh, and I was going through the children's book illustration uh, sorry children's books uh, section and uh, Mm -hmm. I I picked up this one book uh, on depression that she had done with somebody else and uh, again Mm -hmm. like of course uh, the two of you the Prabhat sisters like of course I love I would definitely pick it up okay so apart from the uh, Egyptian thing anything else that uh, is really on top of the list for you?
1: Um like you mentioned before the uh, series that i worked on with my sister the cat Making and crow chasing right. each other yeah that was really nice that was one of my favorite projects uh because we were just doing it at our own pace we had no mm. deadline, deadline or anything yeah so we just i would just draw it we didn't actually plan it between the two of us or anything of that sort I would just draw what I wanted and then I'll just send her the PSD and say, do whatever you want with this. Nice. And then she'll just take it forward from there. So, so, so
0: this is something which I've wanted. Okay. Now that you're talking about the collaboration bit, uh, Uh, Let's let's talk about this uh, cat one, right? So the cat and the crow, the the cat chasing the crow, right? Uh, So you made the static illustration and I'm guessing each element, of course, was in a different layer, so it could be moved around and and, and worked on. Uh, But when it comes to the movement of the cat, was it a frame-by-frame animation or something else?
1: I think that's a question for Sandhya because I'm actually completely clueless about how she... uh,
0: animated yeah. because I always imagine that like you make the statics and I always imagine okay how is the movement coming in who is drawing so you don't draw the movements am I correct or you just draw the first
2: one
1: I just send her an illustration and I just say do whatever you want with it I don't even organize the layers many times she you know she yells at me after she opens the PSD and she's like what the heck is this there are 500 layers on this now I have to sit and merge all of them uh, so yeah, I I don't know. I I I believe it's a combination of frame by frame as well as um, whatever the other thing is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And and uh, from this collaboration thing, so was it a thing that you guys used to do as kids as well back in Chennai, like uh, the sisters collaborating, or is it something that started off uh, very late or let's say very recently? Because Uh, I would always imagine that how was it like growing up with, let's say, a sister or let's say these two siblings who are completely into art and their journeys also kind of become kind of in the similar direction towards illustration or animation in this case. Very interesting. So was it also the case back in childhood that you guys were collaborating on projects together? Like, of course, personal projects, but still
1: yeah yeah we would work on a lot of things together but of course we didn't think of them as collaborations Uh, it just (laughs) just used to be something that we worked on together (laughs) um but uh yeah we used to uh, we used to draw together a lot um i think because once we started doing it digitally it's easier for us to do it at our own pace Mm. and just send it to the other person and um you know just ask her to work on it so that way it's easier, but definitely we've we've you know Done.
2: drawn definitely. a
1: lot. Yeah, yeah.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, so I I think uh, let's let's kind of take it towards the closure. So uh, of course, lovely conversation so far. So Chaya, a uh, uh, quick question again. So this is a question I have started asking recently to a bunch of my guests. Okay, and uh, I kind of also want to understand the families uh side of the story right because when you look at an artist or uh, whoever in this case who's who's probably become successful i you cannot uh not look or not talk about the family as well in terms of support in terms of where they are so i know you said that yeah. when you were growing up there was a constant support from the family and there was a constant nudge that they saw the whole interest took things that way right now my question is how uh what, what is the reaction like from your parents now that, uh, of course, Sandhya, and then you, of course, like doing such amazing projects, being so uh, great in, the, in your own field. So what is their reaction like?
1: Yeah, yeah. So they were very supportive growing up. Uh, they really pushed us in this direction. Um, I think they were a little, uh, my sister has always been freelancing and she's always been able to, you know, do it on her own. Mm-hmm. um she's very good at uh, networking and um uh finding clients through uh, through word of mouth so she was able to make it work that way uh, i think my my parents were a little apprehensive when i was going to quit my job to come and do this full-time uh because right. they didn't know and i also didn't know where work was going to come from um but um, now they're now they're happy with whatever i'm doing because it's you know it's going so well
0: tell me this uh,
1: luckily
0: the day google doodle came out what was the scene Mm -hmm. at home like the day google doodle went live oh it was crazy like did this happen like did did your mother call up all your friends and family and say hey please log into google today did that happen
1: yeah definitely she does that with uh, all my projects (laughs) that is so cool Yeah, and I think we were staying up late to watch it turn uh, ah, live on Google. Nice. So we we were up until midnight uh, waiting for it to uh, turn. And then, yeah, and then we watched it. Uh, and then um, I think surprisingly, a lot of people recognized that it was my work before, they see, found see, before I, I announced see? it.
0: It is very so, easy to figure out a Chaya Prabhat <laughs> illustration in the wild, I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people messaged me and they were like, did you do this or has somebody ripped off your work? <laughs> uh, so,
0: Okay. okay. that Pretty was cool. great.
1: But that was a cool. lot of fun.
0: Pretty yeah. cool. Okay. So finally, let's uh, take this conversation towards the uh, last segment or the final phase. Okay. Okay. Uh, so one one question that i wanted to ask you is uh, now i know you told me that you were very focused throughout your childhood that this is what you wanted to do right uh, and this is that something that art is something that you would like to kind of continue on uh, was there a moment as such which you can now look back and say that that was that one moment where i knew this is it for me like this is what i want to do was it like a like that that turning point or something a moment a specific moment where you like this is it this is what i want to do or was it more of a gradual, organic sort of a movement?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was a specific moment because I've just sort of always been doing this. Uh, it's always been the thing that I've been doing. So, uh, I can understand that it may be a specific moment for people who have had a bit more of uh, mm-hmm. uh, ha- had a longer journey trying to figure out what they want to do. Right. Uh, but for me, luckily, that wasn't the case. I've always known. So, <laughs> no specific moment.
0: Okay, so there, there was no Bollywood movie moment in your life? No. you One day, just wake up uh, and something happens. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. That, 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 that's, good. that's good. That's good. That's good. Anyway. Okay. And uh, I think you also recently moved uh, out of Chennai, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I moved to Goa recently.
0: Wow. And, and isn't that the dream? Isn't that the dream? So so what? So are, are you yeah, like, yeah, planning tons. to stay here?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I plan to, at least for the time being, yeah.
0: Wow. And, and just a quick question. Do you have like the sea beach anywhere close to your place? Is that how you finally chose a place or is it somewhere else?
1: No, no. Unfortunately, no. Uh, but uh, there's a ton of inspiration otherwise as well. Uh, because it's just, uh, for somebody who likes to draw buildings, all the buildings look great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so are you in like South like Goa
0: by energy. any chance? Are you close to South Goa by no, any no.
1: chance? No, no. North Goa. Yeah.
0: North Goa. Okay, because I remember my trips to South Goa would yeah. be very beautiful. And uh, the things that you said, like the the buildings, let's say uh, places like mm-hmm. Benolim for that matter, the buildings are absolutely beautiful because mm-hmm. uh, you're also into urban sketching, right? I, I know, I've seen a couple of your urban sketching yeah, stuff. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because when yeah, I went to I Goa, to, I used to do that a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would love to urban sketch now. I'm just a little uh, scared of the of COVID and stuff. I right. Just don't on. like staying out for too long. Um, but yeah, I guess it'll be great to just sit and draw the
0: buildings right uh, go towards this area called Benolim which is in South Mm -hmm. Goa the buildings Mm -hmm. are a really old architecture and and beautiful red and the colors also you would of course love like beautifully saturated greens Mm -hmm. and reds uh yellows the things that you can imagine right but cool yeah
1: they're not shy about colors here absolutely absolutely bright blue bright yellow
0: yeah and I'm glad you moved there I'm glad you kind of gravitated (laughs) towards that color palette as well in Goa which is great (laughs) Okay, so finally, a couple of questions to close this conversation. So the first one in this case is, uh, according to you, who is an artist? What would be your definition of who an artist is?
1: Um, It's a very deep question. Um, I think anybody who creates anything
2: mm-hmm.
1: is an artist. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they create. Or it doesn't matter if you're creating food, also,
2: mm-hmm, or if you're
1: creating music, or whatever it is. I think that's how I would define it.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, any of your uh, favorite artists that you would like to name? Like some inspirations that you have? Like people or uh, artists that really inspire
2: you?
1: I I don't have specific names, but I I you know I I'm really inspired by. Uh, Disney, uh, mm-hmm. oh, the artists who work behind the scenes at Disney, uh, concept artists at Disney,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: I really like, um, uh, I loved watching a lot of cartoons growing up, Right. Um, you know, those uh, classic cartoon network.
0: Right, uh, right, before it became CN.
1: That we get exactly with that we grew up watching so that right. that kind of stuff is what i find really inspirational um, yeah i think i'll have to think about this and get back to you <laughs> no problem I, I feel like i'll miss out something if i yeah. no
0: problem no problem okay uh, anything that you dislike about the art world today um uh,
1: no i think it's getting it's 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 getting better um mm-hmm. it's getting more inclusive which mm, I really yeah. like. Mm. Uh, I do think we have to stop gatekeeping um, what, uh, you know, what illustration is and what typography is yes. and what design is because they all sort of intersect in different ways.
2: Absolutely.
1: Because um, recently I saw that somebody was, uh, 36 days of type is going on on Instagram. Right. right. Um, and I saw that somebody is saying, oh, this isn't, this isn't type these these are just illustrations. Right. Uh, you can't call this type. But I feel like that's really restricting the definition of what type is because
2: mm-hmm.
1: at one point in time, type was just illustration, right? Before right. we all started, people were just communicating through drawings and like mm-hmm. caveman scribbles. They could also, technically, you could call those uh Yes, <laughs> type, yes, right? yes.
0: I see where you're so, going. Yes.
1: So I think. Yeah, I think we need to like just be a little more inclusive and let people do things that make them happy. happy.
0: Right, and, and not kind of yeah. box things uh, by definition. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. And the final question, right, to end this mm-hmm. conversation. And again, uh, Chaya, thank you so much for uh, uh, being so patient and being so kind and uh, coming in for this conversation. I did have a lot of fun. I, I kind of got to know a lot of things that I really want to know about you, which was uh, mm-hmm. definitely a big takeaway from me. Uh, now the final question to you, which is uh, why do you make art? I know you've been doing this for a long time. And I know you also said in the beginning that this is pretty much everything that you do. But why do you do this? So what is the reason behind you making art?
1: I don't know if there's any reason. <laughs> I think it's just some. It just gives me something to do every day, oh. and I enjoy it a lot. So that's really the only reason I can think of. There's nothing deeper,
2: right, than that.
1: Right but there are a lot of people who make like politically motivated stuff huh, and
2: huh, huh, huh. stuff
1: that creates social impact and stuff. And I'm sure, and that's really great. Right. Um, but <laughs> I think I just, I just like doing it for fun. So sure. That's,
0: so sure. so what uh, one last question I'm so sorry I'm adding another one but what does no a normal day in your life look like let's say uh, of course you're a freelancer i'm sure you would have your projects for pretty much every single day uh, what does a normal work day look like for you
1: um a normal work day would be uh, as soon as i wake up i try to answer emails and do all the admin stuff because i just can't draw as soon as I wake up right. it just doesn't work that way and then I spend the rest of the day sort of just meeting my deadlines and
2: mm-hmm. drawing
1: and, and stuff like that Um. because I take breaks in the middle um, right. and it every day is not like it's not the same the same mm-hmm. because um, sometimes you, you feel like drawing and sometimes you just don't so it varies that way but I do end up meeting my deadlines one way or the other. So. <laughs> Even if every day is haywire. So.
0: Perfect perfect thank you thank you so much for all of this thank you so uh, Chaya thank you so much for this conversation uh, thank you so much for making out time I would of course uh, in future if I ever get the chance uh, I would love to have you back in this uh, podcast for maybe a smaller discussion over something specific if that uh, if sure. luck and time allows I would love to and uh, thank sure. you so much for doing this I absolutely love your work may you get amazingly better pro- uh, projects and uh, may your agency and agents get you some amazingly uh, astonishing work that you get to do and uh, may you grow. Thank you so much for being around. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me and thank you for putting up with my rescheduling.
2: Oh, no, <laughs> I know that we've been
1: trying to make this happen for a while. Uh, so thanks a lot for following up and putting up with all of that.
0: No problem at all. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you, Chaya.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: So I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Uh, Chaya's website and Instagram details uh, would of course be added to the show notes. I really hope this has been inspiring. Thanks a ton for tuning in. And do tell your friends about the show. This will really help. I will see you next week. Cheers.